for Larry Knows Balls. My guest tonight, he is the Omaha Classic, the pickle from Vlasic, John Follow. p.m. 2022. Last night was game six of the NBA Finals where the Warriors won their fourth in eight years. Uh, Steph Curry won his first ever Finals MVP. Boston, who was up two to one, I think, last time we talked, hadn't won a game since. Tatum was invisible. Curry was great. Wiggins was great. Draymond rebounded. Uh, metaphorically, and I guess literally, too. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think both of us were rooting for this. What what would you say is your biggest takeaway from the NBA Finals? I think, um, I would say this is hard. Like, I think a lot of people, a lot um, the talking heads were, were all over Boston about the turnovers, Mm-hmm. and um and about consistency and like why isn't boston you know why why aren't the celtics more consistent and i think that um i think that that's what comes last right like i think you have to be great for a while before you can really win and that's sort of the the tradition in the nba is you lose in the conference finals and then you lose in the finals and then you get over the hump. Right. Right. With some, with with the exception of some, some outliers. Um, But, but yeah, you have playoff heartbreak and then you get over the the hump and maybe the Celtics had playoff heartbreak in years past, but that was kind of a completely different team, right? They had basically an interruption last year, a reset. And so I feel like this team is new. This Marcus smart at the point team is new solving like every, all the advantages they get with Marcus Smart at the, at the point from a defensive standpoint and switchability, um, they lose something in ball handling, right? And in, in creation. And I think that, um, yeah, this is, this is hard. It's just, it's really hard. They had a hell of a run yeah. from January on. Hell of a run, got a little bit lucky with Middleton mm-hmm. getting hurt and maybe even a healthy Kyle Lowry knocks mm-hmm. them out i don't even i don't know possibly um because that was that was that was razor thin that that series so or if uh if jimmy butler decides to go for the tie rather than the win i know but man i can't blame jimmy because yeah. god he had to be tired as hell he's like yeah. what are we gonna go to overtime well <laughs> like another five minutes yeah uh, like, no we're doing this it. now <laughs> i was like i would have thrown up a I just anything to get the ball in the air um 
Yeah. So props to Boston. Um, props to Ime. Uh, I think he was, I think he was amazing and really distinguished himself this year. Um, and yeah, I, I hate him, but man, I've got respect for that, that team. Really. Yeah. This is an organization you got to think will be back at least in contention. I mean, they, they still, I feel like we've been saying that they have two of the best players under 25 for like five years, which we probably have been because they have and yes. they finally took the next step to the finals. There's one more step to go after that. Maybe I, I would also say probably a lot of teams have to then tinker and get the right mix, find the right mix of guys that you could su- at, find in supporting roles around your stars that are, that have the skill set needed in a final series. Right. Right. So it's, I mean, you need a deeper bench so that you mm-hmm. can plug in some guy, you know, who might not have even played in the previous series to based depending on the matchup, right? Like who, and who knows, maybe Boston would have beaten Phoenix, yeah. right? Maybe, Bo- I mean, I, I'm sure Boston would have beaten Dallas. Um, like, I, so yeah, yeah I it's, so. sometimes it's just the, it's, it's the way the matchups break and it's bad luck. And again, they did have good luck early on, so they can't really complain as far as I'm concerned, but um, yeah, maybe they don't have to do anything. Maybe they just need to get a year better. Who yeah. Knows? And they will. I mean, there's no reason why T- Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum shouldn't get better. Yeah, um, absolutely. And they absolutely. have, They're- they have moves to make. So um, this is they they can improve also in their roster. Yeah, I mean they've got favorable contracts. Really, I mean they've got those like Robert, I don't know when Robert Williams is due for an extension, but Jesus, his his contract is yeah. extremely favorable right now. It and is awesome. Yeah, even this Smarts is. is really good. Smarts is very team favorable. Uh, I guess Pritchard's is team favorable, but I don't know if that matters. But even Jay- <laughs> even Jalen Brown, I think, signed a, at a bit of a discount. I think you're right. When he extended, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, you know, my, my takeaway is, is just that how great of an organization the Golden State Warriors are, which is not news to anybody, but they're, play- they're paying like 100-something million in the luxury tax. They've done such a good job in front office management in – you know, like people complain about them paying this much in luxury tax and that they have that much money, but not every team can actually get there. You have to, to jump in salary, you have to make moves like doing a sign and trade for D'Angelo Russell, having a lot of homegrown talent who are signed at rookie scale deals that then be, then are worthy of signing to max extensions or high extensions. So, and because of, you know, the 10%, uh, trading rule that contracts have to be within ten percent. Not everybody can just get to three hundred million dollar payrolls. And no, the Warriors you can't. Have done this a good is not job getting major league there. baseball, right? This is not you. You can't just buy a team, right? Um, you have to build as part of it. Um, yeah, I think your point is well taken, and I think they're only going to get better with. Um, I mean, Draymond's in his decline, but he he still played well. Um, but Clay might be good for a whole season. Curry, I think, has still a few more prime years left. Then we got Kaminga, Moody, maybe Wiseman joining the party. Um, and and they have a move to make if they want. They could trade in one of the trade one of those young guys or draft picks. Oh, or Wiggins. 
Yeah, I forgot to mention Poole. Yeah, and Wiggins. Let's let's talk about Wiggins because he was he was the second best player on a championship team. Um, you know, once highly touted, uh, the clear unanimous number one pick overall. I guess there maybe was some Jabari Parker talk, but whatever. <laughs> Jabari's Jabari's dead, unfortunately. Um, do you think? It's 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 crazy how high the ceilings can now be on Wiggins, given that he has all the skills and now has been coached up, now has finals experience, and now um, has just pl- and played well in a finals and is in the right system. Um, he like is it crazy to say he'll be he could be a top twenty five player in the NBA? I don't think it's crazy. I also wouldn't bet on it yeah. necessarily, <laughs> just because. Um, I think the knock against Wiggins was always being disinterested at times and not being aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, obviously in the finals, he was huge. Does that mean a regular season game against the Pacers on a Tuesday night? He's going to be, you know, someone you can count on. Right. And maybe you don't need to, like if you're golden state, like that's the nice thing about being able to pay a bunch of people, in the tens of millions of dollars. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. We got this guy just for the finals. I mean, you, you could sell high on Wiggins. I'm sure some teams would give up some good stuff for him now. I This is something that they're going to be talking about, I bet, right? Because that was the thing when they when they got him. It's like, oh, this is a contract they can, they can flip. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Golden State, I'm like, well, yeah, but could mm-hmm. I flip him? for more if I actually and use him like if if I actually coach him up right I I think they're probably discussing it um I bet they like him it's really tough to break up a championship team right but at the same time um if you want to continue to be a championship team you've got to be willing to break up a championship team yeah um, much like um the Kansas City Chiefs seem to be doing with trading yeah. Tyree Kill. and the chief the football's much stricter yeah in terms of the the um, salary cap and, and and so forth, so yeah, any team like the Chiefs or the Packers or whatever that has you know these crazy high quarterback salaries, they they just you got to keep turning over, yeah, yeah, cut these really high priced wide receivers. Um, so I would not be surprised if they if they were to trade him for something, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they hold on to him. It's really. Um, it just depends on what the coaching staff um, thinks, like what they what they think they have going forward. And I bet um, I trust whatever their instincts are because they know their stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, the coaching um, staff is going to be is going to be different. They're going to have turnover too next year. I, Mike Brown's going to Sacramento Kings, and um, with or without Jaden Ivey, as we'll get to. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Kenny Atkinson is going to Charlotte. Yes, and it's too bad. It's, yeah, again, those guys are way overqualified right. to be defensive coaches, or, I mean, to be assistant coaches, but they are not going to win in their destination. Certainly not right away. And, well... I don't think, well, I don't think Brown's winning in, <laughs> in, um, yeah, in Sacramento for a while. Um, uh, maybe Charlotte will turn it around, but that's the thing. I love that they're getting head coaching chances because they're obviously 
well, like, you know, they're seasoned in head coaching and they're, they're, they've done good jobs at it and they're overqualified, man, it kind of, it kind of sucks. Cause it's like, yeah, this is, it's like working a second tier job in a really, really good organization versus like a, a more senior position at a place that is just a, you know, dumpster fire. Um, but you gotta, you gotta take those head coaching gigs. There are only 30 of them. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, good luck to them. Um, so I, I, I haven't, let me, let me pull up the odds now for who's the favorite to win the, uh, NBA championship next year. I think it was the Warriors. I, I think, think it the Warriors was, opened yes. first, but the Celtics were close behind. I'm sure the Bucks are probably right there. Yeah. I think I saw the Clippers too. I'll get the actual odds. Um, NBA championship. Uh, here we go. Five hours ago via fan duel. Uh, okay. Golden state is number one at plus four sixty, Um, and I, and I agree with that for all the reasons we talked about how they still have the core intact. They have an, an amazing head coach, an amazing front office and, uh, add to that what you might get from Kaminga, Moody and, uh, pool. Uh, Wiseman. Wiseman. <laughs> Bielichka. Um and and yeah, and and any other moves they might make. Um Brooklyn is plus seven hundred. That's uh that's gotta be a risky one or a you know, could be a good one, who knows? I, I, I wouldn't take it, but Milwaukee at plus seven fifty, Clippers at plus eight fifty, Phoenix plus nine fifty. Um and so those are the six um favorites. Wait, where was Boston? Boston was second at plus 650. Okay. Phoenix is okay. plus 950. And then it jumps to the Miami Heat at plus 1500. Phoenix at this is ridiculous. So once the season is over, yeah. once the draft is passed, once we're in the, then all this Sarver stuff is going to come out. Yeah. Like the NBA is kind of holding on all that stuff. That's my theory, at least, that all the Sarver stuff is going to come out, you know in a down like news cycle for the, for the NBA, not to like overshadow the finals or the draft or whatever. It's gonna, I think it's going to be bad. Yeah. I think, I think the guy is trash and is. I, I think it's just going to create another awkward situation. CP three is a year older. The situation with Aiton is like bad. Yeah. And how can they be top five, top six? I mean, they did win 60 some games, but I, I, yeah, I think the arrow's pointing down with them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Devin Devin Booker. Obviously, they have a piece who's like maybe a top ten player, and he's going to be that. As long as you don't double while. team him, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just I guess it's just that they were so good this year, and so many people picked them to win the championship. They they just blew it. And or had COVID and or ran into Frank Nilakina's defense. So what are you going to do that he's going to be there next? Speaking of which, uh, not Frank, but like Dallas is plus 1900, which is not bad. I think that's, I think that's, um, yeah, I think Dallas is better than that. Yeah. I think that is, um, you know, you could take a flyer on that. You should never bet these odds. No. Um, public service. You should never um, bet these championship odds. But if you're going to do the whole, oh, I'm back in the day, it was like, oh, I'm in Vegas for the weekend. I'll like mm -hmm. throw out a future bet. Um, if you're just going to do a future bet, Dallas isn't a bad one. That's a good one. In terms of value. Houston Rockets are plus 
500 it should be to it should one. be a little higher. It should be I would say seventy five thousand, hundred thousand. Okay, uh, and it's tied for the longest odds with Oklahoma City, Orlando. Orlando's better than them, um, and the Detroit Pistons. See, Detroit's the, nah. Detroit is going to have two Iowa Hawkeyes on the <laughs> roster. There, Detroit's going to have a, a better year. Um, I would pick Detroit to finish ahead of all three of those. Yeah, team. yeah. Uh, well, it depends how the draft shake out. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And New York Knicks are 140 to one. I would definitely not take that. I would not take that. Um. Okay. So that is odds. Let's talk about a trade that happened uh, two days ago with your Houston Rockets trading Christian Wood, who is rumored to go at this deadline for the number 26 pick, basically. A bunch of throw-in salaries yeah. that are going to be either waived or are basically meaningless. Basically, uh, yeah, just filler. None, none of them, none of those salaries goes past this year. Right. Um, yeah. Um, I, I thought it was fair value. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's reasonable. I think Christian would. I mean, he's he's good. I think he can contribute um, on a on a good team. Age-wise, he doesn't line up with what the Rockets right. are trying to do, and also. You know, there's like the overlap with Shangoon. Um, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't seem like they can play together. Now the whole Shangoon thing is a whole nother deal because I don't know what the what we got to see how the draft shakes out and how what Shangoon's future right is. Like I I love the guy. He's got the best low post moves in the NBA probably. Like or one one of the yeah. best. Which granted, most people have nothing. So it's, you know, that's sort of a low bar to clear, but he's, he's really exciting, but he doesn't play defense. And I don't know that he ever can. I don't know if he's fast enough. He's a little Luca Garza ish with um, moving those feet. And, and so, yeah, it could be a problem if they have Paolo and him. Yeah. That's a like defense. It's like, okay, we've got three guys who can create, but nobody who can, stop anybody so yeah. and wood yeah. was nothing wood couldn't stop anybody either but still no i mean maybe he could have he didn't yeah i feel like with wood it's more of a choice. <laughs> it's a little bit more of a choice sometimes yeah he became but, a kind of a, i mean he became a problem in the locker room right i think so yeah, yeah he yeah um but he's he's really good and i think the rockets have shown um you know the ability to to find value late mm-hmm. in the first round i think this is a phenomenal draft Mm-hmm. to take um to take that late first round pick in. And so yeah, it's just gonna be it's a question of how they can how they can maneuver it. Yeah. I think I think they also have the seventeenth pick. They do. Um from somebody. Uh they Yes, that's that was um is not the Nets pick, is it? Oh I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the Nets yeah. pick. So, so starting next year, the Rockets have to give up picks for Westbrook. Yeah, it's so weird. So, no, yeah, so delayed. so that kind of sucks. So, this is their last, um, their last chance at a high lottery pick. Okay, is it completely unprotected next year? No, but they. Oh, I think they might be unprotected Oof. next year. Yeah, I think they. I think they will be. Yeah, got to win a few um, games. Um. So. so yeah. Uh. Well, so I anyway, think it might be a swap next year. So I don't know. It'd have possible. to be 
Because a swap with Oklahoma City at this it point is, is like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, so... So having seventeen and twenty six, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if they if someone is available at fourteen who they really like or thirteen, whatever, trading up by combining those two. Uh, should be interesting on draft night with what they do because usually when you have three first round picks, um, I mean sometimes you end up taking three different players, but sometimes sometimes not. Uh, I think Christian Wood is going to be. He's going to be fun on Dallas. He kind of combines everything they had in their centers with Dwight Powell's uh, lob threat and ability to finish at the rim with with Maxi Kleba's defense. Not sorry, Maxi Kleba's th- perimeter shooting, not his defense. Um, Dwight Powell's probably gone or not going to be playing much. Um, if you're playing fantasy basketball, take Christian Wood next year. I think oh, he's going to he, put he'll up fill some up monster the numbers. Sheet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're an interesting team to watch for so many reasons, obviously. This doesn't really affect, I think the salary is even, so it doesn't really affect um, the Jalen Brunson sweepstakes. That still seems like it's still between Dallas and New York. Um, but if New York goes all in for Ivy, then who knows? Um, but let's talk about the draft, um, next, which is coming up next Thursday. Who, who as of now is, is your top three? Has it changed at all? God, it, um, I listened to podcasts. I, so I listened to, um, so it was, a, it was a few weeks old, but the, the Ringer NBA show with Charks. Um, mm-hmm. So Jonathan Charks is like, he is a true believer in, uh, in Chet. Yeah. And he absolutely like, and he, he and uh, Jake Howman were talking about it. And so Charks brought up this, this thing like so first of all he's making a comp to kevin garnett um in terms of like length and ability to impact on defense and offense and like great screamer um (laughs) he's but he the the point he was making was these guys are not taken the best player in the draft isn't usually taken at the top because the people who are picking at the top are picking more for the current nba and not picking players that are going to set a new direction and meaning, really meaning that, change things. Meaning that the teams at the top are there because they're not forward thinking. No, well, not that. That could be part of it, but also because they're not taking chances at the top because uh, they're GMs who are like, yeah, I got to take so and so because, you know, I got to take Jabari Parker or whatever because he filled up the stat sheet in college. Yeah. Or, um, and so he he's he's adamant that Chet is going to be um, the way he can impact both sides of the floor. He's just going to be a met, a better guy, like mm-hmm. better, absolutely better and more valuable than these other guys. And I mean, I can't, I can't disagree. Like, cause again, I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm team Chet. I'm not sure he's going to hold up, but the same was said about, you know, like Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant was too skinny mm-hmm. to ever play in the NBA. Like that was, a, that was certainly a knock on him. And like, I don't know, some guys don't hold up, but I feel like if you're that tall, maybe it's better to be super skinny. Yeah. Not have a lot of weight on those knees. Yeah. Cause it, nowadays in the NBA, you don't have to like box out in the same way. You're not like fighting down low for position the same way you were when Sean Bradley was that skinny and coming in, <laughs> right? 
So yeah, maybe. So I'm kind of like back on Chet as the guy who has the most upside, but I, I've been concerned about his downside, but I, I'm kind of like, why not? Um, yeah. Yeah. Why not Chet? <laughs> why not Chet? If, if I was drafting first, I would take Chet because he has the highest upside and I do think if you're drafting there, you want to swing for the fences to get a super superstar. Yeah, I think his only downside really is is just his body type and possible injury history. Or mm-hmm. start possible injury potential. He, I don't think he does have an injury history. No, right? he does not, but you're right. The injury risk. Yeah, the injury risk. Uh other than that, yeah, he's he's got a he's got a great game and the the ability to do it at 7-3 is just incredible. Um and you know, it seems more and more like Paulo is the other swing for the fences guy. Like Jabari Smith is the lead because he doesn't have the potential as a playmaker. He's more of the safest choice, but also could be Kevin Durant, you know? Right. So he's, he's silky smooth with his, with his shot. He's the only one that can, you know, um, that, yeah, I, I, I think um, he can't be a playmaker. He's got probably the lowest ceiling, um, but that ceiling I mean, he's also got a high floor because he could just shoot and everyone mm-hmm. can use shooting at all times, right? Yep. Whereas Paolo, I mean, it would be great, again, if the Rockets had him, but, like, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to, like, how many number ones you need on any one team. That are not um, actual, like, true point guards. Right, right. So, yeah, it would be interesting if you can craft an offense where – different times Jalen green is creating and then Paolo's creating and maybe Shangoon is getting touches in the post and all that stuff. But can you do that in a way that's not just my turn, your turn? Mm-hmm. Um, can you do it in a, like a fluid two man? Could they play a fluid two man game? Like, like Murray um, and Jokic? Yeah. Right. Could they time. do something like that? Um, and I don't, it's really know. tough. Yeah. That's yeah. really tough to do. And like, and a guy who, if if it's not constructed like that, as 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 I have seen with Julius Randall, um, if he's just an okay playmaker but not a great playmaker, it's like he, he's just you can't place him anywhere. It just it's yeah. it's terrible. It is a lot of that my turn your turn offense. And the my turn your turn stuff drives me nuts. Guys who don't move when they don't have the ball, like as great as James Harden is, mm-hmm. right? And you know, I'm, of course, I kind of hate him because of the Rockets divorce stuff. Yeah, but the guy doesn't move without yeah. the ball, right? Yeah. Like, and, and like, look at the and I hate like the Golden State Warriors obviously just won the title, so I hate to like you know belabor that example, but those guys freaking move and they're always moving. And that is just a better basketball to like mm-hmm. watch. And I don't know. Did you see that? The highlight of that one play, I think in the third quarter last night where Curry was driving to the net, didn't really have a shot. So he like kicked it out to Peyton and kept going out of bounds and curled around. And like Peyton's just kind of waiting and, and like you finally like, throws it to him like right as he's getting back in bounds, catches and shoots immediately without even like setting it, barely setting his feet for a three. It was awesome. Uh, I, I, he's, he, he is so incredible. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. all yeah, the Harden will move. never do that. <laughs> no. Yeah. 
<laughs> no. So, so obviously I'm not hoping the Rockets, you know, develop the Golden State offense or anything like that, but um, I do think it's worth considering how these pieces fit together. And it's also, then you have to ask yourself, well, do we have, what we have already is that, do we want to build around that? And I think there are differing opinions on Jalen green, mm-hmm. right? Like I think he's a one, I think he is, I think he's going to be great. And I think, cause I think he's got obviously amazing athletic ability and three level scoring and all that, but I think he's a worker. I think the guy, um, I like how much he improved during his G league year. I like how much he improved in the basically half season he played this year. I just think he's going to like, yeah, I think he's going to be the John Morant who, you know, everyone's like, yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. And then mm-hmm. a couple of seasons later, they're like, Jesus, this guy is great. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I think, I think that's where he's going to go. And again, I could be totally wrong. Obviously a lot of wishful thinking on my part. So um, if, if somehow the Rockets can get, can get Chet, I would take him in a heartbeat. I'm not sure anymore about Paolo and Jabari. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I go, I go back and forth because of the, kind of downsides of both but Paolo seems like seems like the guy people really like Jabari seems like it seems like people are souring a little bit on Jabari it does seem the that way. yeah yeah uh but you know that that could just it, it's re, it's really going to be tough to predict how the top three goes uh that'll make draft night exciting yeah because you also I would hope if you're Orlando you know you're just keeping everything close to the vest yeah I don't know what they're doing yet. Um, Oklahoma City, of course, is going to keep everything close to the vest. But you would want to like see if you can get a play, like someone to move up, um, either Oklahoma City or Houston, potentially, yeah. to try and take that if they think you're going to take their guy. Yeah, um, yeah, which is hard to know. Uh, it's hard to know. Like- Danny, Danny Ainge pulled it off a few years ago um, brilliantly, and yeah. I don't know anyone else who's – done it quite that well yeah it would have to be yeah as you said orlando trading with either of the other two teams in the top three oklahoma city and houston trading it doesn't make any sense um right because if you don't want the same guy then like why trade right exactly just take you don't know who orlando is going to take yeah right right um okay so say you're those are the top three which very It'd be very unlikely if it's not the top three. Um, I mean, who knows? Presty might be like, might take Ivy or something. But uh, supposing, supposedly, su- supposing Ivy's there, what would you do at number four if you're Sacramento? I think, um, I think you should trade. Mm-hmm. I think you need. I think you need more players, and you don't need Jaden Ivy. Um, right. Jaden Ivy might be the best in the might be the best player in the draft ultimately who who knows he might be great and if you really think so then you should trade like fox right like right. you you should you should say all right we're gonna build our team around this case i think you bring him in and if you try and say ah we'll see who ends up being better i think you're just gonna create um a, the typical sacramento dumpster fire and <laughs> you know no one's gonna shine but fox fox played you know all right in the second half last year, um, I, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a Fox guy, mm-hmm. but it seems like they are Fox guys. Yeah. And if they are, then I think they're going to be people that want Jaden Ivey. And so you can, you should be able to make a smart trade and you, you just got to go like, look, we're not going to go 
look back and say, oh man, we could, you just got to trade it and you're done. Yeah. Right. And you're not, you're not thinking about it forever and you're not dwelling on it. You're just like, all right, we're going because we are Fox and Sabonis and other pieces. Those other pieces. I think that's the move as well. Uh, the worst move they could make, which, which is very much what Sacramento may do is taking Keegan Murray or someone else because you're like, no, we already have a point guard. So let's just take, let's not take Ivy at number four. You, know, you want to, if you're not going to take Ivy trade down. Um, and there are, there are supposedly a lot of suitors. Supposedly the four suitors for that number four pick are the Knicks, the Pacers. Um, the Pacers would, Pacers have things to trade. Like they could trade Malcolm Brogdon um, and. They could trade Halliburton. They could trade Halliburton back. Chris Duarte. Uh, they're obviously their own pick at number six. Maybe some future pick. Uh, Miles Turner is always rumored to be traded. I think Sabonis would hate that. Uh, that would be that would, would be, be the hilarious. Worst thing ever, yeah, but hilarious. <laughs> it's like I finally get to be the big, and then Miles Turner is back with him. Uh, yeah, so so that's a possibility. Detroit is said to be interested in Ivy. They would have to trade probably their number five pick, Sadiq Bay, and a future protected first. See, that's not a bad deal, right? It's not there. a bad deal. Yeah, and you still um, get number five. You could take whoever you like that best there, whether it's Murray or Shaden Sharp or whatever. I hope they do. I hope I hope poor Murray doesn't end up in Sacramento. Sacramento. God, yeah. I mean, he does. Nah, I was gonna say he fits the team. I guess he does, but so does you know Shaden Sharp or Johnny Davis or Matherin or whoever. Yeah, there's so many needs. Um, besides point guard, I I would be ecstatic if the Knicks did make this trade. And I don't even know if Ivy's the guy, but. If they were to make the trade, it means that they did, that their research, they're not going to make it hastily. It, it would mean, mean that their research told them that Ivy's the guy. Uh, I trust their front office in that way enough. And I just, I just love the, the balls to, to make a trade like that. And it would, of course, mean Julius Randle's probably gone. Oh, yeah. And it, I think it would just be, I think it would be very fun to root for yes. Ivy. And that whole team, a team of Ivy, Barrett, uh, top in quickly, Grimes and other other young pieces, and then just whatever you surround them with. Now that's a team of athletes. I think then you have to like move on, um, coach wise. Yeah, that's not a that's not a Thibodeau team. No, um, it's not. But yeah, um, I think but yeah, he, I, I would love yeah. it. I would love, love it. it too. Um, yeah, if if Thibodeau's there, you got to just. Um, just like take the good of Thibodeau that he could teach him some defensive schemes, instill that into the guys. Um, but yeah, you're gonna you're gonna want to have like lots of fluid rotations. Thibodeau never like goes small. He's not gonna play Obi Toppin at center or anything like right. that. Um, yeah. Uh, so the Knicks, if they don't trade up for number four, um, and maybe we'll talk about this more uh, if we do an episode next week closer to the draft. Um, but uh, AJ Griffin's interesting. There's a bunch of centers who could go around 11, like Mark Williams of Duke. Uh, yeah, who might be good. Yeah, I mean, I, I did. Yeah, he was on a packed team. Those guys who were on teams full of lottery picks. Yeah, you just you can't know. Right. I mean, it's like yeah. those like backup running backs for Alabama. Who right. Right. Um, 
uh, Jalen Duran from Memphis, who has comps to <laughs> one of his comps was Robert Williams, so that's good. But yeah, I don't know. I don't love the idea of taking a center just because there's less upside there. But and if they did take a center, it, it probably means that Mitch Robinson is gone. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but, less that's upside, but man, if you can find a Robert Williams, yeah, yeah, like that was the difference for the Celtics, right? Yeah. Deploying Robert Williams the way they did like changed everything for that organization that was otherwise stuck that and um, smart going to point guard, but like, so yeah, that would be crazy if they can find a guy like that. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. So that is basketball. The new basketball season is here. Uh, the NHL finals are still going on avalanche up one, nothing. Um, who's your pick to, to win it all? I feel like the the Lightning are going to do it. I kind of thought they were going into the finals just because. Yeah. Um, when an issue pops up, every minute spent searching for answers is extra toil bringing like, the creative wow. flow to a halt. You need APM. So, yeah, when I was yeah. looking up who's the favorite to win the NBA championship next year, whatever that website was decided to play an ad 15 minutes later. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I feel like the, the lightning just, they didn't have as great a regular season, but then they've just been so hot in the playoffs. I felt mm -hmm. like they were going to do it. And they obviously down, they're down one zero. I, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're going to do it. I'm, 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 I'm still picking the, the lightning. I'm still yeah. taking the lightning for the three P Avalanche looks good. They dominated the time of possession and the shots on goal, but Vasilevsky gave up two gave up two easy-ish ones early on. Then looked back to being himself. I think they're coached well enough that they'll be able to generate more offense. And yeah, the Lightning are just good. And they have Braden Point back. They they should they should be better in game two. And I think yeah, and I think if it gets if the series goes long. I feel like it's going to be like the Boston, mm -hmm. you know, Golden State thing where the longer the series goes, the more it favors the team that's been there before yeah. and can, you know, kind of handle that pressure. So, I don't know. Yep. I know nothing about hockey. Right. As you proved, As we proved. in previous podcasts. <laughs> you know what team names. Connor McDavid and Igor Shesterkin play for, though. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so if they – I really hope they, they win it because – then it's start time to start talking about matching the Islanders and, and the the Oilers yeah. in four straight. And then once that happens, the Islanders have the they're not even this is getting very ahead of ourselves. But the Islanders have the record in hockey for maybe all sports. Who knows for most consecutive uh, series wins at nineteen because they got because okay. like, they got to the Stanley Cup that fifth year. Uh, yeah, so Lightning might have that in their sights, but they have to win four straight first, and then then you could start talking about that 19 straight record. Wow. That's amazing. Straight. Yeah. That's pretty amazing, yeah. Um, so I'm thinking about, like, the Bulls, because they did not get that far in 95. No, and they, only, 94, three, they 94. only won three straight. They won three straight, um, which was... Oh yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. They, yeah, they didn't even come close. Yeah. It's only, it was only, it's only three rounds each. So, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's possible, Man, the Islanders yeah. four straight plus more rounds. That's pretty crazy. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, any final thoughts? 
Any final, uh, any final thoughts or prayers? <laughs> no thoughts, no prayers. I hope everyone's, you know, um, checking out the January 6th stuff like we talked about last mm-hmm. time. Tune in just to see what really happened. And um, I hope people, you know, think with like, I don't know, just, just be good to one another. Mm-hmm. Like, and behave with empathy, golden rule, and we'll get through this trying time we together. Will. We will. We'll get through this trying time of, I mean, look, we already got Boston not winning the NBA championship. So things are, <laughs> things looking, are looking up. Things are looking up. All right. I, of course, am at Larry the Athlete on all social media. You could subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams. And may the rest of your days be days of thunder. 